0: One of the things that I've been asked recently by a person, and they wanted to know why they couldn't feel their emotions. They wanted to know why they couldn't connect with what they feel. Well, there's several reasons for this, but it all comes under the same heading, disassociation. Hello and welcome everybody to this special edition of me talking about something that affects all of us, or at least has affected us at least once in our lifetime. It is a very simple coping mechanism, but it can also be very dysfunctional because it denies who we are by disassociating with what we truly feel about something, just because it is hard to accept that feeling or that emotion. So, just before this week's subject, I would also like to tell you the reason why this week's episode is special because it is our 19th episode of our third series. And it's because I would like you to evaluate the whole podcast experience. I'd like you to send me your thoughts on what you think of it. I would like to know what you get from it, if anything at all, and if it's worth continuing. I would really like your thoughts on the whole experience. The reason I want you to evaluate it is because I'd like you to engage in the series of subjects and not just listen to them. So now that I have that out of the way... Let's start with a song that I think will bring us into this subject new. <laughs> say Okay, so I know that that was technically a religious song, so to speak, about the Bible. But I suppose the lyrics were more about the lonely journey. And the lonely journey can be associated with disassociation or disconnection, which is our subject for today. And I'm talking about something that has had an effect on us at least once in our lifetime. It's a very simple coping mechanism, but it is also very dysfunctional because it denies who we are by disassociating with what we truly feel about something just because it is hard to accept that feeling or emotion. So what is disassociation? Well, it's a process of disconnecting from your thoughts, your emotions and your memories and even to a point of your sense of identity. Some professionals would believe that the cause of this disassociative state is because of a bad or traumatic experience in our childhood. Now, when we talk about traumatic experiences, normally we speak about violence or abuse or or something similar. But what I want to talk about is the experience that causes a child to not understand but feel overwhelmed. In a sense, what they do not understand or can deal with, as we adults can. As a child, we do not have either the verbal understanding nor the conscious understanding or experience that an adult has to be able to explain an experience that hurts them, belittles them, or makes them feel uncomfortable. So they have to make up something in their own minds of what it means. And as children, that is limited. So sometimes we can get it wrong. And as we grow, we live and behave out of that understanding. So for argument's sake, that's what I'm talking about. An experience as a child that unnerved us or made us feel overly uncomfortable or hurt or rejected or abandoned. Or where we blamed ourselves. In other words, where we disassociated with what was the present moment in our lives and began to live in a different way due to what we were feeling. And in time, and over time as we grew, we would have forgotten why we behaved or reacted to things. As an adult does not realise that the reason goes back to our childhood. Because this disassociation happened outside of our awareness or our consciousness as children. So now it interferes with us paying attention to the present moment in our adult life. It can also involve a disconnection between our memories, our identity, our thoughts and our consciousness. Here are a couple of symptoms or signs that you might be or have disassociated behaviour. They include feelings of disconnectedness from yourself. You might have problems when handling intense emotions. You could have unexplained or unexpected shifts in your mood, like feeling very sad for no apparent reason. You could experience depression or anxiety problems, or even both. You might have memory problems that are not linked to a physical injury or any medical condition. You might just not remember. You could experience problems with your concentration. You might even have some memory lapses such as forgetting periods of your past or just important personal information. You may have a drive to behave in a certain way. Or you might even have an identity crisis. Like you might behave in a way that you would normally view as offensive, or rude, or even distasteful. Now, leading onwards a little bit of the way, and just to be clear, there are a number of disassociated disorders which are, we'd say, dissociative amnesia, where a person can't remember the details of a traumatic or a stressful event, even though they know they are experiencing a loss of memory. Now, this disorder is actually linked to anxiety, And it can be also associated with localised amnesia, say uh, following an assault. Then for a number of days following, you may not be able to recall any details of the assault itself. Or selective amnesia, where a person has a a sketchy or an incomplete memory of an event or experience. Or generalised amnesia, where a person will have trouble remembering details of their whole life. Or systemized amnesia where a person may have a specific memory loss. For example, they may have forgotten one particular relative. Now, apart from the disassociative amnesia, you also have disassociative viewig, and I'm probably pronouncing that incorrectly. This is where a person will, without warning, have no memory of their past. They will not realize that they are having any memory loss and may actually invent a new identity. When they do eventually return to the present, they can often be confused with no memory of the new identity that they've actually invented. Now, this can last from days to months, and in rare cases, even years. The third is Depersonalization Disorder. Now, this is a feeling of being detached from their life, thoughts, or feelings. You can feel extremely distant or emotionally disconnected from even yourself. You may even feel that time is on a go slow. And in some rare cases, the person may not even recognize themselves when they look in the mirror. And the fourth one is Disassociative Identity Disorder. And this almost explains itself. And it's where a person lives with two or more personality identities within themselves. Each identity will have different elements and they will behave differently. The person is not on... I suppose not on the whole, usually aware of these personality identities, and they will only experience them as a memory loss. So here comes a bigger question. How do I know when I'm disassociating? Or how do I know when I'm disconnecting? Well, actually, there are several indicators that might help here. You may feel a uh, numbness or memory gaps. You might drift off. Now, that's different to daydreaming. You may avoid emotion you may have difficulty when remembering events or experiences or experiences that even are associated with events you might experience apathy you might have a feeling of being outside of yourself and the world may look distorted or not real so basically what it comes down to is depending on how disassociated you are as an adult will be directly related to the severity of your childhood experience. However, the problem arises that without medical or therapeutic interventions, well, complications will include the following. Life difficulties, like broken or damaged relationships, or even job loss. Sleep issues, like insomnia. Sexual or intimate problems. Depression, anxiety, eating disorder drug or alcohol abuse, self-harm, and even in severe cases, suicide. And these are the ones I know about. I'm sure you can think up a few more along the way. Now, the question arises, can any of these be diagnosed? The simple answer is yes. Problem arises in diagnosing any of these disorders is difficult because they're complex and the symptoms can be very common to other conditions. So, for example, physical causes such as head trauma or brain injuries or tumours can cause amnesia and other cognitive issues. So, it's vital that you check out if there is any medical problem before anything else. Just so so you can say, well, I'm physically healthy, so it has to be something else. Mental illnesses such as OCD or obsessive-compulsive disorder or panic attacks or even post-traumatic stress disorder may also have the same symptoms to a disassociative disorder. So again, check with the medical and then rule that out. Drug or alcohol abuse is also a possibility of similar symptoms. So if you are a user of either, then you have to look at that and see if you're using them too much. Or you may not be using much of either but be having a reaction to them. So check all this out first. So after you've checked all them out and you still have symptoms, then you may look at other treatments like hypnosis, where it can help to recover memories. However, this treatment is controversial. You would have to be very careful. And of course, you have stress management, where you can deal with the stress in your everyday life, and therefore it won't trigger the symptoms. And then you have the obvious psychotherapy, where you go into the past and you find the original experience, and you reparent that part of you, in order for you not to be triggered in the present day. There are also psychiatric drugs that can be a big help in getting you over the initial triggers and symptoms. But in my opinion, and it's only my opinion, these should only be used alongside psychotherapy. Then there is finding a safe environment where you can feel safe and relaxed, which may help you to bring back some of the memories that you've forgotten. However, again, I would say that this, in my opinion, should be used in parallel to therapy. Now, there are other ways that you can actually help yourself. For example, try practicing grounding exercises. Now, if you're not sure what that is, just send me an email and I'll send you on some examples of the ones that I have found that work. Try practicing telling yourself that you are safe in the present moment. Practice paying attention to where you are holding your emotion in your body. Practice journaling. Practice journaling. Practice journaling. Did I say that again? Journal. Get it all out of your head so that it is not going round and round. Because nothing different will happen if you don't do something different. You might even try self-soothing. Especially when you're feeling any negative emotions. Certainly before they begin or as they begin. Not when they're full on. So here's something to remember. When you begin to look at your disassociation or your emotional detachment, look at it differently. If you don't, you won't integrate emotion into your life any differently than you do already. Actually, here are a couple of questions that you might ask yourself to give yourself an idea if you might be disassociating. Actually, there's more than a couple. Do I have marked gaps in my thoughts? in my actions or my awareness of what I'm doing? Have I ever looked into a mirror and felt like I didn't recognize who I was looking at? Have I ever had moments when I've completely forgotten an important event in my life? Have I found that when speaking to others, I suddenly have no idea what the conversation is about? Have I ever described an event or behavior that I either have no memory of or felt like it was a dream? Have I ever found myself in clothes that I don't remember putting on or having something new that I don't remember buying? Has somebody that's close to me ever remarked that I'd forgotten who they were or didn't recognise them? Are there times when experiences seem unreal or too real? Has anybody ever told me that I've been staring off into space, totally unresponsive for a period of time? Do I ever find myself suddenly talking to myself loudly when I'm alone? Are there times when I can't ignore pain or appear resistant to pain? Are there times when I can do certain things with great ease and other times they're so difficult? Are there times when I feel as if I'm two different people? This journey is painful at first but you will come to love the richness of your emotions before long and enjoy a new way of being because of them. Stay well. Stay safe. Namaste.